Hello and good morning from Lake Orion High School. You are listening to the 10th episode of Sweet Seats, produced by sports broadcasting students. Today we have myself, Daniel Steer, on the right of me, Ben Shado, and across the glass, Joey Hogan, and Broden Janzarek. We will be talking about our predictions for the World Cup final, Red Wings injuries affecting the season, Ovechkin's 800th goal, and college basketball. Let's get into it. Broden, you're obviously a soccer guy. I want to yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know your predictions for the final. So France are the defending champions, and they are gonna have that confidence coming off of a 2-0 win against Morocco. But I do think that as it, with it being Messi's last chance to win a World Cup, I think that Argentina are gonna pull it off. They've had a very strong team through this entire tournament. They've proven that they can win games outright by two, three goal differentials. They've proven that they can win in overtime, and they've proven that they can win in a penalty shootout. I think they're a more dynamic team than France is. France have been riddled with injuries as well. Plus, Argentina just have the goat on their side. Yeah, that's a that, yeah. I I'm going with Argentina all day. I don't want to see another uh, France World yeah. Cup win. They're just like I don't know. They just look so bad, and with all their injuries, it's just scary how how much potential they have to maybe even win next World Cup. Yeah, I agree with uh, both of you guys. <clears throat> I think that. Uh, uh, some and Messi's gonna click, and he's just gonna pull it off and have some going crazy, which I'm really excited to see. I'm also excited to see it's 10 a.m. on Sunday. I don't know if I'll be up for this game because <laughs> it is Sunday morning, but hey, I will be up watching this game and really just taking notes on just like how it's gonna be. I'm really interested to see how the outcome's gonna be. Yeah, definitely. You know, I I I'm not a huge fan of soccer, but from what I've seen, I want to see Argentina win. Uh, they have Messi on their side, one of the most recognizable and notable soccer players of of the last what decade. Um, so it's gonna, it's going to be a real interesting game. Um, like you said, 10 a.m. It's probably not going to. Most of us probably aren't going to be up to watch it, but it's still going to be cool regardless. Yeah, that yeah. I yeah, Messi, I feel like has to really show up. He's been carrying his team throughout this whole tournament. Uh, yeah, that assist when he absolutely sent uh, the Croatian defender, and that Croatian defender was most in form he has been in his career. Yeah. And then just to pass it, find the vision, uh, and yeah, the third goal settled them into the final. Yeah, they also have Julian Alvarez who's really coming into his own. He's a very young Argentinian striker, but playing at Messi's side has really like clicked something in him, and he's kind of come alive in the back half of this tournament. He drew that penalty against Croatia, and not, and then he scored the next goal, I believe, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. The, I want to talk about the third place match against Croatia and Morocco. I oh. feel like, I feel like the third place match is just so stupid because, like, you work so hard to get to where you are, and then you lose in the semifinals, and then you have to play that game. It's kind of just like <clears throat> you're losing your. I mean, not necessarily losing your confidence, but it's more like a, like why are we kind of here? Yeah, exactly. like I kind of feel like that. Like why are we kind of here? You know, and it is Croatia and Morocco, so I'm just interested to see how like how it's gonna go. You know, I'm really I'm gonna be invested into the obviously the uh, the match Sunday, which is Argentina and France, we just talked about. But I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, I just. I don't know. I want to see like the drive to win in these this mm-hmm. third place match. Like I'm really interested yeah. in like how these players are going to react to you know at this where they're at at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Morocco Moroccan side has been like the Cinderella story of this tournament. So for them to get a third place, I which would huge. be the best result that they've had in their country's history, and I think the best result an African country has ever had in the World Cup, would just be humongous for their for their country and for themselves. 
Yeah, yeah, it was the first time that African country made it to the semifinals, and it was what a run. Yeah. Zero goals conceded besides one own goal. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brazil was, was the, the picked favorite to win this entire thing. They lost to Croatia in the, in the quarterfinals. I know one of my uh, really good friends, Jameson Fanny, was watching it in, uh, in, in the TBW class, in the broadcasting class, and I was watching it with him. And uh, he was not really happy that Brazil lost because he was rooting for Brazil back then. But it's, it's a, it's a, it was a big game and a huge win for Croatia as they uh, unfortunately lost in the semifinals. But that, what, a, what a staple win to take down the number one team in the entire world. I agree, 100%. Yeah, I want to talk about another type of World Cup, the Club World Cup. Recently, mm. like literally just this morning, the FIFA president announced that there's an that there's going to be a new FIFA World or Club World Cup with 32 teams and will run out just like how the World Cup for national teams works. What do you think, Broden? since you know much more about that than these two. I mean, the Club World Cup is kind of like a looked-over tournament. The Champions League is obviously the most popular in the world, and you have the Europa League at that second level. But the Club World Cup isn't really talked about too much. Chelsea won the last one, and I think the one before that. But that's mostly because a lot of teams were busy prepping for their next Champions League game, their next Europa League game, their final few matches in their league season. But I think if FIFA can really work hard to revamp the Club World Cup and get a lot of interest sparked in it, I think it can be a pretty big tournament. Yeah, of course. Okay, I want to move over to the NHL, where Ovechkin, a few nights ago, he scored his 800th goal on a hat trick on one night. That, to me, is crazy. Personally, yeah. <laughs> like, he's about to reach Gordie Howe in goals all time, and he's just climbing. He's he'll probably pass Gretzky. Yeah, he's one of the best players of, of the past couple of years, plays on the Capitals, has played against the Red Wings a lot. So we've seen him play a lot. And just the fact that he's 37 years old and he's still playing to this ability and he's still playing this well is something that's really, truly unbelievable. Uh, is he is he is he one goal away from passing Howe or something like that, I think? I think tying the record. I think Gordie uh, Howe had a 801. <clears throat> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's really just interesting to see, like, Obviously, you look at these old dudes, also Tom Brady. Like, you look at them, and, I mean, just it's just it's kind of cool to watch. But, like, how much longer can Ovechkin take, you know? It's something like hockey. Like, hockey, you really, you really get in there and going crazy. And I just think, like, it, it looked, it's going to be interesting to see, like, how this year plays out for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Being old in hockey is one of the toughest because the hockey is just, I believe, the toughest sport in America to play and over, over, the, over everywhere in the world. It you take it takes a lot of stamina, a lot of strength, a lot of. It's like, so fun you, to watch. Yeah, it's fun. It's to so watch. fun to watch. You but see, <laughs> you see. Sorry for cutting you off, Daniel, but <laughs> the, you see these days. Uh, the main reason that I at least tune into hockey is you see the hits. You know how physical they are. Oh yeah. It just beating the crap out of each other. And there was uh, a couple months ago, ESPN put out a, uh, a documentary on the Colorado Colorado Avalanche Detroit Red Wings rivalry rivalry with uh, with Darren McCarty. Um, uh, uh, Claude Lemieux, uh, Patrick Watt. It was so interesting to watch all the fights between those guys because I was not around to watch them, unfortunately, live. But to see the amount of depth and the amount of um, stuff that's gone into it since then, it's it's really, really incredible. And that's one of the main reasons I love watching hockey. Um, I also like to point out, like, as we, as you know, as we go today's uh, sports games, you know, we back then it used to be a lot more physical, including, mm-hmm. like, basketball. And now you look in the NBA and – a lot of things are called yeah. fouls and the roughing the passer. Yeah. And I think hockey still has that little bit of, like, bruiser mentality left mm-hmm. in it. Like, there's a lot. I mean, again, 
it's gotten a little bit more soft, but like obviously when you look back at the, like the wings and the avalanche, like those oh those guys used to yeah. kill each other. Oh my god! But like as you look now, like hockey's still got a little bit a little bit left of a little bit left hits in them. Definitely. I, I feel like that's really just like interesting to watch. I really like it. I really like looking at that kind of stuff. It's also like one of the only sports in the world where actually fighting down on the pitch where you're playing is like mainstream and just completely accepted. Oh yeah! Like could you it's imagine really if cool. at a, an NFL game all the players just cleared their benches to go square up with each other and they throw go right hands. to commercial break or something? They, like that. Instantly yeah. to commercial. Break but in it. hockey, they zoom right in, get in and on that action. They all that punches. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's like what yeah. makes it so fun to watch. Oh yeah, and yeah. just like adding on to that, like hockey players' appearance, like when you look at them, are so much different they're than anyone. Oh yeah, huge. they're huge. They have missing teeth. Yeah. Oh my god, they see Chris Draper. Terrifying. Guys. Yeah, you see Chris Draper. His entire face is like slanted oh, after that. It's. Hit by I Colum mean, just you. like you look like you play hockey. You know, it's just like it, it's, you can tell. You can 100% exactly, tell. Yeah. And I think it's just like that's just so cool. Like it's you see so guys pull up to the arena with missing teeth and like. Stitches and oh, it just it's they're they got a different mentality. I tell you what, mm -hmm. they got a different mentality. Well, like you said, Joey, with all these different sports now taking much more measures for uh, for safety, and hockey is doing that a little bit, but they're not doing it as much as other no, they leagues. Still got, exactly. That's that's why I love watching hockey because if you watch football now. Like it's cool to watch football and everything, but there are going to be three roughing the passer calls every game. Yeah, I was where watching. The, are, they're uh, just stupid. I was watching the um, Seattle Seahawks and the uh, 49ers game last night, and Gino uh, interception got called back for a pick oh, by God, the 49ers, yeah. and oh. it was a Nick roughing Bosa. the passer. Roughing the passer. It was just it was, it was ugly. awful. I was like, what? Come awful. On. There was, was one that I watched where the guy didn't even throw the ball, and he just got taken down and taken down. And he was called rough on the passer. It just. It's it's awful. It's so terrible. Bad. So bad. Not terrible. Yeah, I just think hockey has great officials that really know what they're doing. Sometimes maybe if you're very supportive of one team, you think it's biased, but yeah, the the penalties are just like the you know you know what you did. You go to the box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a controlled chaos thing. Like the refs know how to control them while letting them kind of be wild and free. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of big hits, Heronic got absolutely laid out on Wednesday, and now he's on concussion protocol for the Red Wings injuries. More injuries. Dar Dylan Larkin, he got it, he got hit in the hand with a puck, and Bertuzzi a few uh, weeks ago is out for like six weeks. It's just been a rough injury-prone Red Wings team. How do you think this is going to affect the Red Wings season? Well, to be completely honest with you, Dan, um, Every team in every league has to have that mentality of next man up. You know, you have to have that depth. You have to have. We've seen it in football before. We've seen it in baseball, even in basketball. Um, you don't know what you have until you're forced to put it out there, and that's that's one of the biggest things the Red Wings have to do now is they have to put these younger guys out there. They have to give these guys a chance, and you, you, I mean, you never know. You might see one of the few gems that I mean you can have. You know, that's it's one of the, the cool things. But on um, unfortunately, the Red Wings are contending this year. They're, they're, they're 29 they're and 13. Yeah, they're doing really well. So um, to have these injuries is a big pain, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> what, what are you, you going to do? You have to have that next man up mentality. Yeah, it's part By of the, the way, sport. Th sorry, my bad. 13 and 6. Or 13 and 10, 13 and they and have 10. six overtime losses. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, obviously with Shadows, with the next man up, and I think that's obviously the mentality you have to have, but something about Detroit sports, I tell you what, they, <laughs> they, somehow they always got that fight to win. Yeah. They always got that fight to win. I mean, look at the Lions, you look at the Pistons. Finally. Like um, finally. I mean, finally the Lions. I feel like Detroit has one of the best fan bases in the U.S. I mean, I just think, like, it's 
we're waiting. We're 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 getting we're on the come up, right? And mm-hmm. once we're there, like oh boy, everybody else better watch out because like Detroit fans and every single one of their sports will support. Detroit fans deserve it. I mean, we've had what four or five years now where every team has just been god awful. Oh yeah, it's so hard to watch. I don't even watch sports anymore that much with the Detroit teams because it's just miserable. You know, you you used to be able to sit down on a July afternoon and tune into a Tigers game, and you'd recognize all the names in the lineup. Oh, now yeah. I just I, I go out there and I'm like, who who's playing? Exactly. Who, who are these guys? Exactly. I've never heard of these guys before. It's just it's 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 really really bad. But you know, we've got we've got rebuilds in the place with the Lions with Dan Campbell, like I've oh, talked yeah. about previously. I love Dan Campbell. I love him too. Agree. He's great culture change. That's exactly what the Lions have needed because you had a guy like Matt Patricia come in. And the camera would pan to him on, on game time, and he would just be sitting there with his pencil in his head in, in, like, crutches and stuff. He'd just be sitting there just lollygagging around. Campbell comes in, and he just pushes everyone. He screams. He's a great football coach, and I, I've loved him for, since day one. And I don't mean to get off too much track here with the topics, but uh, I was watching the um, uh, the upcoming – it was Hard Knocks with the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember one one scene where Dan Campbell is doing down-ups. Yeah, with next, his players. With his players. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just – I like that mentality. I love it. love it. I love Dan Campbell. I love what he's doing. Some of the calls on third and fourth down, ooh, a little bit interesting, questionable, hundred percent. But I like. I mean, I like what they're doing. And now the Lions are potentially making a playoff run. I mean, who knows? The Lions are taking a huge step forward. Huge step that forward. We seen and in years. I think with Seattle's loss last night, I think it's it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the future, and I'm just I'm excited. I'm really excited. Definitely. I think a city that Detroit needs to look look at is uh seattle itself seattle football team has been great the kraken new team has been high expectations and they have exceeded that and and their baseball team the mariners have been playing okay <laughs> the, playoffs, yeah, okay. Yeah. They, the adam frazier their second baseman got traded to the orioles unfortunately yes. <laughs> yeah but uh, i mean the kraken are surprising i i love the name seattle kraken i do too oh, it's so yeah. cool when I, when I heard like it was when i heard their team got like named official like i just it's unbelievable awesome. it's great i think it's great great for the city of seattle mm-hmm. i really do yeah yeah Definitely. it's just like it's like the las vegas golden knights like a few seasons ago when they got put into the league the the kraken have a definite definite chance to make it all the way to the final and oh yeah compete for a stanley cup 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah okay i want to switch over to college basketball there's a few games there's <laughs> there hasn't been many games on yet but I mean, just some preseason tournaments. Uh, Shadow, what do you? How do you feel about Michigan State's Ooh, success man. so far? Oh uh, well, to be completely honest, Michigan State has that one problem that a lot of teams in college basketball have right now. It's their consistency. You know, they have the big death problem with not that many players on scholarship. You see, every night you tune in, you see these walk-ons that are playing Carson Cooper, uh, Jason Wittens, these guys that are just walk-ons who haven't even gotten a scholarship. You know, um, it was surprising that Izzo didn't go out in the portal and didn't get anyone from there with experience. We've seen injuries plague this team with A.J. Hogard and Malik Hall going down. When are and they coming back? Do you know what chance? Um, Sorry to interrupt you. I, I, you're good. I don't, I don't know, to be completely it's honest It's got to be pretty you. soon. Yeah, Summer definitely. Because they play Oakland December 21st and then Buffalo, which should be two easy wins. But mm-hmm. Spartans, I mean, well, they it's, have it's Michigan State. It's we Michigan thought, State. We thought we beat Northwestern, and we lost to them for the it's, second year like in a row. So. It's, a DJ, it's, it's a Michigan team. I tell <laughs> yeah, you what, it's, exactly. it's a Michigan team. You never exactly. know. You yeah. never know. But, I mean, the the cool thing with this team is there's not one dedicated super, superstar, right? You know, we, we came out in the season, and Sissoko looked unbelievable, and now he's taking a step back, right? 
But with all these players taking the steps stepping forward, up a little Hauser bit. put Hauser up 22 up. points the, uh, the last game they had like, he against had big, Brown. He put, a, he put a big mark. I think it was like 1,000 yeah. points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he had a huge mark, 1,000 points against Brown University. By uh, the I way, mean, yeah. He's been stepping up. He's a hit or miss every time I tell yeah. you. That. Every time yeah. I watch him, he's oh, yeah. a hit or miss. Sometimes I bite my tongue every time he hits oh, yeah. a three. Sometimes it's in, sometimes it's not. He's either hot or cold. But it's, it's something I, remarkable. I tell you what, when they looked good at the beginning. If they just, I like Izzo, I like what he's doing. They just need to find that drive. You they know, do. They, they, well, at the beginning of the season, they, yeah. I mean, they need, I mark my words, ready? Mm-hmm. Right here, write it down. Michigan State will surprise everyone in the NCAA tournament. Definitely. When it comes to March, it's Tom's time. It's Tom's I've, time. I 100% agree with that it's one. It's Tom's time. It's December and January. Who cares? Who cares? Just throw it to the side. As Once long as you, you hit March, Big Ten, and the fine. Big Ten is a gauntlet. Gauntlet is huge. Dead, Huge. like deep, great conference right there for for all of college basketball. Um, but the the biggest thing that I've seen is not only is Michigan State not in the top twenty five right now, all these blue bloods like North Carolina, like Duke, like Kansas and Kentucky, who were all ranked really high in the beginning of the season, are ranked lower now in the top twenty five. Like it's they're not face. they're it's not as face. good. It's it's really really surprising for me personally because we've seen these teams who have been the dominating teams of the past decade. Are struggling a lot right now and obviously you know you have recruiting you have uh building your team back up like we see michigan state with their unbelievably good class oh, for yeah. 2023 oh my god i'm so excited but i mean right you have to look at right now as well i mean michigan state has played really good against some teams but they played really bad against others so they have to figure out that consistency problem um who they're going to go to in those big moments if if it's not even a superstar you have to find that one guy who's who you're confident in. And I feel like one of those guys that could step up is Tyson Walker. I feel mm-hmm. like he is a scrappy little dude. I like how <laughs> he plays. I like how he plays. Some of the shots are a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I like him. I like him a lot. And I think he could step up as a leader, and that would help 100%. Just, like, would help Michigan State basketball and, like, their point score, you know. They, they need that little guy, you know. And I feel yeah. like Tyson Walker could easily step up as a big leadership role on that team. Well, one, one cool thing is we played Brown University – uh, on December 10th, that was our last game, and the superstar in Brown University is actually Paul Wojlak, or I think that's how you pronounce his last name, whose father is actually an assistant coach on Michigan State staff. So he had to scout his own son against to, to play against Brown, and obviously he did it really well. Paul was shut down, but um, that's something that's really, really cool to see. You have that father-son relationship, and before the game, he came over, gave his dad a hug, uh, dapped up Coach Izzo, so it was, it was really, really cool to see. That's one of the special things about basketball. I also think that, like, adding on to that, like, what you said about December 10th, and I feel like this break that they're having from December 10th to December 21st is really going to help that team. I feel like get healthy, take some time, and I feel like they're going to come out swinging against Oakland. I mean, Oakland, they're a good team with Trey Townsend, the Oxford graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I'm just I'm really excited to see how they're going to perform the 21st. Well, the thing about Oakland is that, it doesn't matter if they're good or if they're bad. It doesn't matter if we're good or, they're, or we're bad. Every year we play Oakland, it's always a close game, and it's always a nail-biter. It Especially gives me a Rocket Watts. Every now year. Oakland's got Rocket Watts. Yeah, he that's went from true. Michigan State to, I think it was Texas A&M? Or Mississippi State. Mississippi State. State and yep. then he went back to Oakland. And yeah. I'm just going to be – it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I hope – I mean, again, you never know. Never know. You never know. Gives yeah, me he, a heart attack every time. I hate it. Yeah, he's <laughs> a good player. We we watched him at Michigan State. That Yeah, he was scary. If he does, if he does wonders like he did at MSU, uh, yeah, we might be in for a tough game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's when you get Tyson Walker to step up, definitely. And, you know, for produce, produce some points, which I'm really looking forward to. Same. 
I want to talk about the earlier season, Michigan State. They in the they almost beat Gonzaga on oh. the airship. Oh that was God. one point oh, game. So Don't even talk uh, about that. <laughs> oh. 64, that 63. That was tough. That that kind of like if we won, if Michigan State won that game, that would have really swung the momentum mm. of the whole season. Even though it's only the second game in, that would have been an amazing win to start off the season. To be honest with you, even though they lost, I feel like it was kind of a whoa. Like, I know, Michigan yeah, it's State, like, a like whoa, game. Yeah. it's a statement game. I feel like oh yeah. That was even though they lost by one point, I was I feel like people in sports analysis were like, Whoa, like yeah. keep keep Michigan State on your radar. And I feel like it's they're on the verge. They're on yeah. the verge of, you know, like they could be a top twenty five team. Mm-hmm. But again, like it's a hit or miss every single time. But I feel like that loss, even though they lost, it was a whoa, Michigan State, yeah. watch out, you know. Especially like have a decent year this year, make a decent college run in the playoffs, and then next year, like Whoa! Like Michigan State has a chance to like bring it home, and like that's what we're looking at. And exactly, I'm, I'm really yeah. excited. I'm really looking forward to the future of Michigan State basketball. And I love Izzo. Izzo is doing a great thing. Like we as a class watch the Mike Ishbia thing. I feel like that that kind of shows like how it is. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just really like great overall. I mean, I'm just I'm really excited for the future of Michigan State basketball and how they're gonna play. Cool. Enjoy. Like like we've talked about before, um, going into this season. Everyone thought that Michigan would be much better than Michigan State yep. and kill them. 100%. Now the thing is, all my Michigan, fr- all my Michigan friends out there in the uh, in the regular room right there, can you name the starting five from the Michigan Wolverines this year? I I can't. Like I'm, I'm being dead honest. I have Hunter Dickinson and Jet Howard, and that's pretty much about it. Hunter Dickinson is mark my words. Hunter Dickinson is a college basketball definitely. Player, He's not a college a basketball, player. basketball player. Yes, 100. percent He's going to be drafted high, as a lot of Michigan players are. But um, like the the thing is, is Juwan Howard, he's 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 gotten players, but I I don't like the the players that he has right now aren't necessarily that good. Don't get me wrong, I love Juwan Howard. I think he's a great coach. I really like I really respect his mentality in the game. But I mean, Michigan State's on top. I'm telling yeah, you, I'm definitely. telling you, especially when Big Ten Big Ten starts playing. Like you got Indiana who's solid, and then like Illinois and Purdue. Like oh, oh god, yeah, it's I know. This is really going to be a state for Michigan State. You know, this is, again, Michigan State is a, or the big time is a gauntlet. And I just think, like, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see, like, what's what's going to happen, you know? Like, I'm just, again, as I said before, and I've preached about it, but Michigan, I mean, the bet, the future, I'm really just excited to see. And also, you just got to take time, you know? You got to yeah. see how these games play out. It is early, but, I mean, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to, like, watching all these games. Mm-hmm. I know we love talking about Michigan State here, but that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to Sweet Seats. I'm Daniel Shear, Ben Shadel, Joey Hogan, and Broden Janzarek. Tune in next week for a holiday special hosted by Charlie Whitaker talking about the Detroit Lions and Red Wings.